0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first Pixels and Ink of the new year. Uh, you know, this uh, brave and wonderful 2021 that's going to be so much different from 2020. Uh, <laughs> I, of course, am your host, Jordan Biori, and joining me on this very intimate podcast is the wonderful
1: Chris Hook Hey, good to be here. Happy New Year, everybody.
0: Yes. Happy Happy New Year to you. Hope uh, hope it was, it was all, you know, wonderful. It, it's so, you know what? It's so weird. It like this whole like holiday season really just, I guess it's just indicative of like how 2020 really played out, but like it really just felt like nothing.
1: Yeah. I was just thinking that actually like reflecting on what I did and I really didn't do much of anything. It, it, I, I think the holidays happened
0: um (laughs) yeah it was really it was really lackluster man like i I, even just like even for my for myself you know like we we didn't we didn't get around really i guess to talking um doing like a sort of like a christmas or like new year's podcast just because of like scheduling and everything but like you know i I think i think back to like other you know christmas times even just like even just like last year's or i guess 2020 2019's christmas right like and you know, there's like that initial thrill of like going out to like a mall or something and like doing your shopping, and it's all like you, you know, you're actually you, you you kind of get in the spirit because you have to go out and like do stuff. But like this year, you know, it was like I or you know, I ordered one gift off of Amazon for my like Secret Santa, <laughs> and I, you know, I got a I got a gift for my niece, and I didn't even get her a gift. You know, she's she's three years old. I didn't get her a gift until literally until christmas eve i was like like (laughs) a stereotypical hallmark movie christmas buyer um but it was just that thing like i like i had no idea what she wanted like i asked my brother i asked my sister-in-law like they really couldn't give me anything like definitive so like i just you know i was getting i was getting like groceries for christmas dinner and i was just like maybe
1: i should get my niece a gift also <laughs> yeah it's, it's weird because like the kids aren't like going like the kids aren't going into stores and like that like or they shouldn't be going into stores so they're not seeing the things like like i i, I can't speak for your niece's uh, media experience but like i don't really show my daughter commercials everything's like on streaming services so you don't have mm-hmm. you know that onslaught of uh pervasive um uh advertising messages that we that we got in the 90s but
0: uh yeah, yeah it was
1: a it was a weird one like my my daughter didn't know what to really ask for for christmas like she's never really great at that in the first place but this year she was just kind of like i don't know my little pony i guess like <laughs> yeah, so, yeah no, it's, it, it, it was definitely weird curbside pickup for christmas gifts doesn't have that same impact you're right no it's not and yeah like, you know i just
0: i just went on amazon and i was like oh here i guess i'll get this but like yeah and you know um even just like even for like myself like i genuinely like didn't really want anything this year like there was nothing i needed like there was nothing like out there you know we didn't really get like a huge like influx of games or anything and i just said i told everyone i was just like just give me money like if i need to go buy something i'll go buy something like it's like the one thing i want is a ps5 if you could find me a yeah. ps5 then have at it
1: <laughs> oh no kidding no kidding yeah no yeah like like there's there wasn't a huge nintendo game this year like age of calamity is well and good but like you know it doesn't have the same prestige usually there's one big nintendo thing Didn't yeah have that. yeah cyberpunk was marred for a lot of people yeah and boxing day sales weren't like like again that's kind of what's one of my traditions is going out early on boxing day and you know snagging a couple games on on sale but didn't do that obviously so
0: yeah no it just didn't happen and 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 like new year's was even like even more like lackluster like i ended up just just kind of like going over to my girlfriend's place and we were just like hung out with her parents and we we watched pan's labyrinth and that was it
1: wow (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: i'm sorry go ahead
1: chris uh Weird movie choice. I also uh, watched kind of a weird one after doing like a forty-five minute. What do you want to watch? Scroll with, with my wife. Well, first of all, I should be watched a a, a Zoom improv show from uh, Colin Mockery and uh, Brad from Who's Lines Anyway. Oh, that's and, hilarious. Uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. It's a it's a weird setup to do on on Zoom, obviously, but uh, mm-hmm. but you know, like that was like an hour hour fifteen, and that was over like nine thirty. So then we did like the hour long. What do you want to watch? Scroll of Doom on Netflix, and eventually ended up popping in, chasing Amy of all things. Oh my! I, I've, I've been trying to get her to watch uh, some Kevin Smith movies because he was on like a podcast she listens to, and you know, long story short, trying to try and get her to watch some of those. I was like, "Oh, this one's kind of like kind of like more like a rom com compared to the other ones." I had no recollection of what it was actually like. And half of yeah. was like, "No, oh, this is much much more filthy, even by Kevin Smith standards, than I thought it was." So yeah, oh, that, yeah. Was, that was our quiet, subdued uh, New Year's watching the countdown on Animal Crossing because we don't have cable
0: <laughs> oh yeah you know what that's that's kind of where I was I was dipping into the uh into the the New Year celebration but I mean like the thing that bothered me was, was like you know because because you know my girlfriend's parents they're you know they're they're older but they're not like so old I've shown them stuff like you know we watch like Walkers and like um oh no we didn't watch Wolf Walkers we watched um Song of the Sea and they like that hmm. so like my her, my girlfriend's dad for Christmas they they kind of like pitched in and like they they like got him a new. It's actually the same TV that I have. It's the uh, the Samsung like Tizen, uh, forty three like you know Ultra HD like four K TV. Oh, nice, yeah. And my girlfriend all like she upgraded her Netflix subscription, so now she can actually like watch like four K stuff. So I was like let's watch into the spider-verse because this is the one of the few movies that they made for 4k and i really want to watch into the spider-verse and you know my girlfriend just like she didn't just like put it on she kept like like trying to get like a feel for it and be like you guys want to watch a animated spider-man movie i was just like i'm like don't quantify it just put it on (laughs) (laughs) so much more than just that that's what I, It's like, it's such a good movie. It's just like, it doesn't have to be like quantified. It's like, oh, it's animated. Oh, it's also Spider-Man. It's just like, it's it's good. <laughs> have I put on a bad movie yet?
1: <laughs> just, just picture a cartoon, Tobey Maguire dancing. Yeah.
0: And then, uh, and, uh, but and then some, yeah. Somehow we settled on Pan's Labyrinth. Which I mean, like, you know what? Like I haven't watched it in, in many, many years. Um, and, but I like when it first came out, like I watched it like seven times. So I know it like inside and out. Um, but you know what, I, I will say so watching it in, uh, in H like in ultra HD, um, you know, like, like just like being upscaled on that TV. Like it was, it was actually pretty neat. Like, like when, when, uh, like when Pan actually first shows up just like, you know, because of the, because of like the, the better TV, like the, the, like the, the, the increased like fluidity of movement that you don't really see when you watch it the first time on like a regular, like sort of like standard definition television, it, it was pretty neat, man. Like, it actually kind of made him look, like, almost, like, like real. Like, <laughs> I, I I couldn't believe the difference that it
1: made. Yeah, there, there's that kind of weird sheen to 4K. Like, I, I just upgraded to a 4K TV myself in 2019, and I still don't have a 4K console. i been waiting for the PS5 mm-hmm. for that. So I haven't really watched much in it, but, like, when I got Rise of Skywalker, I, hop- I popped the digital code into Apple and watched it for a little bit on 4K just through the TV itself instead of a home theater system. And it's just there's still a weird fluidity for it to it for me. Mm. Like the, I find kind of like simultaneously realistic and kind of uncanny Valley. Like,
0: I love how you, I love how you said that you watched it for a little bit. Like, it's just like,
1: yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I watched a few scenes that I particularly enjoyed. I have a complicated relationship with that movie. That's a, that's a different topic. <laughs> so, uh... I, I will go on record and say that that movie sucks. Like, I, yeah,
0: I, mm. it sucks. Chris, Chris, it was the weakest of the the trilogy uh don't don't be like don't be like me when spider-man 3 came out and i like desperately tried to convince myself that it was a really good
1: movie spider-man 3 has good parts too
0: you know what spider-man 3 i i I have actually come to appreciate a little bit more i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say it's good um it had a really troubled production and I'm, I'm I'm more aware of that now than I was when it first came out. But like, um, I, for, 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 for the universe that was being set up in like the, the whole, like Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, a lot of the stuff that, that a lot of the choices that were made for that movie do kind of make sense in hindsight. Um, but
1: it was also very bad. <laughs> Even that first time in theaters, I was like, okay, here's where the studio stepped in. Like, like i'm a bit like spider-man's my favorite superhero and like venom's my favorite villain of his so i was so excited they're gonna do it even though i didn't really buy toe for grace as as the character but you know when they brought him on screen it looked great like it looked it looked right. but then the studio's involvement became clear when he was just on screen for like you know five minutes out of the whole picture and just gets immediately killed off like yeah it's yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of seams visible on that one and venom, Venom's a hard one, too, because even when
0: they did the, the Tom Hardy Venom, I still didn't think he looked very good, like, as that. Like, like, he definitely looked better because he was a big, like, hulking monster like he was supposed to be. That was the one thing about Spider-Man 3 that really bothered me was that like, they, they like, you know, made him, like, you know... Um, um, Toe for Grace-sized. Yeah. And that, you know, that wasn't okay. But, like... You know, it's it Venom's that character that just he does he doesn't look good like unless I, I think unless you do him animated like if you try to make him all like sinewy and realistic looking like it's just
1: it doesn't translate as well. Yeah, the Tom Hardy one did a much better job with it, but there were definitely some scenes where it was just yeah it's harder harder to buy. Like and they, that, they, I mean, they that... nailed some of, like some of the signature like you know when the mask is half on his face or when it peels back off and or whatever like they nailed some of yeah. those things, but. That's a that's a tough character to get off off the off the off the inked page, really.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, that's why I, I, I hopefully, like you know, this is why you'd love to see him in like a, like Into the Spider Verse two or something because I think that's where like you're gonna make a really good looking like Venom character. But in live action, yeah, it's just it, it's weird because they've made other characters look really good. Like I don't know, like Thanos looked really good. I don't know why they just they can't
1: pin down Venom for some reason. Well, the MCU proper hasn't had a good chance at him yet, so. Maybe that's, maybe that's the, they're missing the wizardry that, that Marvel Studios has, I guess. I don't know. They've, they've nailed everything. Like, so like Thanos is just like a, he's Grimace, but they made him look cool. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe if they had the, if, maybe if MCU had their hands on him properly, but I, I I was just happy to see like a good character or sorry, a good actor get him too. Like Tom Hardy was a really good choice for that. I felt, Yeah, yeah, he nailed it even in like the really weird lobster scene um overall (laughs) actual acting chops in the role
0: oh my god that movie i didn't hate it i didn't hate it it. (laughs) oh yeah i mean i guess if that's the nicest thing you could say about it
1: (laughs) i i enjoyed it i will say but there was again anyways i think
0: a lot of people enjoyed it but they enjoyed it because it's
1: like for the same reason they enjoyed the room yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about earlier. Like, I was, I was going to say, Spider Man 3 isn't the room bad. No, Venom might be. You're tearing me apart, Peter.
0: Tearing... Oh, hi, doggy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hi, JJJ.
0: That's Venom, literally. Like, this. I mean, I, I fell apart at the whole thing where, like, the Venom, the symbiote, was, like, explaining, like, what he was like on his planet, and the fact, and he actually said, you know, like, you know, on my planet,
1: I'm kind of a loser. It's like I was like,
0: oh, I was like, why? Uh, why?
1: why do we need this? I think I repressed that dialogue. Thanks for bringing that back.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I know it's just like it's just like why?
1: <laughs>
0: oh my god, yeah, no, it wasn't great. Um, <laughs> okay, but uh, let's uh, why don't we uh, why don't we dive into the news finally? Um, now that uh, now that we've got past all the pleasantries of our <laughs> of our New year's reunion um, so first up on the list we have uh, Nintendo recently acquired next level games um, this, yeah, big, yeah, big the development studio
1: it's good to see
0: yeah it's you know and uh, it's it's ironic because Nintendo of Canada doesn't really have a, a, a big like presence Um I think last I heard, they were, like, like literally, like, working out of, like, an office. It's not like they have, like, an official, like, building in yeah, Canada. Account,
1: I mean, that's pretty official. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I know it's, it's, it's a reason why why a lot of uh, Canadian outlets end up getting, like, Nintendo stuff either, like, late or, like, day of release. Just because, like, it really is just, like, Nintendo of Canada. Like, they're not huge, right? So, they, it's just, they don't really, like have a lot of stuff to work with. It, it, it's frustrating, but I get it. Um, so, yeah, Nintendo recently purchased uh, Next Level Games, which uh, you may know from uh, the Mario Strikers series, uh, Luigi's Mansion, um, most recently, I guess, it was uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon and Luigi's Mansion 3, um, which, in my opinion, are, like, the probably the two,
1: like, better Luigi's Mansions. I was going to say, I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of experience with their games, personally. Like, I, I saw a bit of... Uh... Mansion Three, it would have been a Extra Life 2019. Just after it came out, one of my friends was playing it for a bit and looked all right. Luge's Mansion hasn't really been my bag, but uh, I know you're a pretty big fan of it as well. So this must be pretty good news for you, I think.
0: Well, you know what? I just um it's it, it is good to see. I mean, like you know, when you it realistically, like you know, it's uh you know it's a, it's an acquisition, so it's just like you know it's 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 very businessy and very technical, but it's like it, if they're if they're bringing the, the, this team of developers. Um, you know in-house when realistically i mean they've mostly been working on uh nintendo games and some of the more like beloved nintendo games too like i know a lot if you go online you see a lot of people who are like asking for the next mario strikers you know like they want to know where like where you know when when that's when that's gonna happen right like punch out too like punch out on the wii um was kind of like a like um a really like a really, uh, like, fan-favored uh, reinvention of the series, right? Like, we hadn't seen a punch-in game in so long, and it, it, it felt so, like, true to the original. Um, and it kind of cemented, like, even just, like, Little Mac as a character, like, you know, his look and everything. Like, this is the guy who ended up in Smash Bros., right? Like, mm-hmm. so just bring, I guess, bringing them in-house and getting them to work on these games that are, like, already they have, like, um, you know, uh, a, a good amount of experience working with. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just, I guess at this point, it's just a, a, a smart move, right? Like, you know, love or hate Federation Force, getting them to, I guess, getting them in-house with more, I guess, maybe like more resources and a, and a wider team. Like, maybe they could make a better Metroid-themed multiplayer game. Because I honestly really didn't hate Federation Force. I know a lot of people did.
1: Yeah, like um, the, the whole backlash with that, it was the whole concept of it. Like, I, I, for one, as a big Metroid fan, kind of ignored it because it wasn't like a core experience. Um, and I, well, I, I think a lot of people didn't give it a fair chance. Like, I'll, I'll admit I didn't give it a fair chance, but um, yeah, it was all based on concept, really, less than execution.
0: And there you go. See, that's that was my whole
1: thing. Everyone got so <laughs> mad
0: about because they saw they saw the the Metroid Prime logo and they got all excited. And then it was like, oh wait, it's a it's a multiplayer, like objective-based spin-off on the 3DS. Boo. Like everyone, like everyone literally just just stamped their foot on the ground and was just like, that's not the game we wanted. <laughs> um and that really bothered me because I was just like, I was just like, guys, like. Who cares? It's like, why are you getting mad? It's it's a spin-off game on the 3DS. Like, it's not
1: like, you know, this is like offensive to any it shouldn't be offensive to anybody. Yeah, um, I mean, like, I, I was I wasn't mad about it. I just it, it, was, it wasn't really on my radar because it wasn't a Samus title. Like I I would have played it if I did wasn't busier at the time. But uh
0: what
1: well, well, yeah, you there know was that, some unreasonable backlash for sure.
0: No, and that's and that's what I mean, right? Like that's my that's my whole thing. It's just like, yeah, like you know. I'm right there with you, man. Like Metroid is probably like my favorite game series of all time also. Right. Like, so like, but like, you know, I, I I didn't, I don't know. I just, it, it comes from a place of love. It's just like, why would I get mad at more Metroid? Even if it's not like a Samus thing, like it's just, it's going to be more Metroid. I'll play, you know, uh, uh, a Metroid spinoff. That's just like a multiplayer little, like whatever. And while I'm waiting for the next main metroid game like it just to me it just that whole backlash yeah like it just it never made sense like but you know you know how it you know how it goes especially especially when it comes to nintendo it's always like that's not the game we wanted so they you know stamp their foot down and get all mad about it and
1: downvote the video a whole (laughs) bunch of times like that makes a is that like that's anything any difference yeah exactly and like I, i i almost wanted to buy it just to support the name Right. Like I wasn't very interested in it, but I, part of me was like, well, I, I want to kind of show my support and like I actually bought well, the I, title and bump the sales up, you know, whatever my I'll admit, is worth. Um,
0: I'll admit that I was like definitely on kind of on the fence about it. Like I wasn't 100% sure. Um, and and was it um Jed, Jed Whitaker? He wrote the review for it back when it came out Um, and he, he, he thought very highly of it. So I went out and I got it. And like, yeah, like, I'll admit, like, you know, when it worked, it really worked, like, it was a lot of fun to play it with other people, like, you know, but that was that was sort of the, the you know, the the double edged sword of it, right? Was that like, you know, because being a 3DS game, you know, it, it has that reliance on like needing like other people and other people who have the game and have 3DSs and like the online, you know, was wasn't very reliable just because you know because of the whole backlash you didn't you know didn't really have a wide player base so getting into games with other people was tough um and i think i think if i remember correctly it was the kind of thing where like if you didn't have a four-person team like missions wouldn't start like you had to have four people to to, to play the game um so like it was kind of a bummer that way, like just because like, yeah, like you like you you never really knew whether or not you were gonna get into a game, uh, but like when you did, like it was genuinely a lot of fun. Like it actually like the concept worked. So and, and I don't know why honest,
1: like it's not spinball or a uh, spinball. It's, it's not the pinball game either, right? Like that was <laughs> a bad spin-off idea, legitimately.
0: Well, I, well, yes and no. I mean, if you like pinball, it's just like it, it's True. like that whole Mario pinball thing, right? Like that. I know that Mario pinball thing. um a lot of people really liked. And I, I seem to remember like that was, I think I'm there with you um, in, in the sense that like, I kind of avoided the Metroid prime pinball game. Cause I was just like, I was like, that's cool. But like, I was like, eh, whatever. Um, uh, But I heard a lot of people
1: say it was actually like a genuinely good game. Same thing with hunters too. I think I played the, or the demo came with something I bought some, I forget what it was packaged with, but you know that was a decent enough little thing in itself, but it, it was just weird to me, you know, not being Samus, right? Like they were trying to push some uh, some other characters, some other bounty hunters as playable characters, well, and that was kind of weird. You know? Um,
0: as as a guy who played hunters like to completion, because like you know, like I said, my love for Metroid is is such is is such. Um, the the single player story mode, like you played as Samus. Um, mm-hmm. but the single player story mode was garbage (laughs) like like they're just not that it was bad really just there wasn't any there wasn't a lot to it um the like the main the main course of that game really was the multiplayer and again like when the multiplayer worked um it was really it was really cool it was actually it's actually kind of funny because samus was the one character that really pissed me off in the multiplayer um because she was kind of cheese (laughs)
1: hmm oh she's
0: overpowered because like not overpowered necessarily because every, every character had like one like special like weapon. Mm. Um, and Samus's were homing missiles. Oh, (laughs) so playing against her. Yeah. Like it was kind of a cheese ball. Like you, you typically always lost because yeah, like as soon as they, as soon as they got their special weapon, it's just, there was no way to avoid her attacks. Plus you're playing it on the DS, a
1: first person shooter on the DS. Like, I, I was kind of impressed that they, that they managed to recreate the Prime experience on the DS, but like, yeah, that screen size just was not accommodating for that.
0: No, not really. Not I mean, like, like I said, like, like for for what it was, it did it worked. Um, but yeah, like, and so it's just like conceptually, I thought I always thought it was really cool. I always loved it, like the idea of like expanding the Metroid universe, and and yeah, and seeing these like other bounty hunters from like other like parts of the galaxy and it's uh it would be it'd be it'd be cool to me to see more of that you know as much as i would love to um you know i'm waiting with uh with bated breath for metroid Prime 3 like i'll take a metroid
1: spin-off, nintendo if you're listening <laughs> well yeah uh, let's let's slap some paint on fusion and uh and uh, zero mission and get those out there pronto oh, um, i don't i don't want i don't want remakes man i want i want something new i want something cool if nothing else if nothing else i i'm with you like no- I, I want i want I want to, Metroid Dread or Nemesis or whatever it was gonna be called. That one they were talking about after Fusion, but uh, at this point Oh I yeah yeah was- yeah. Was it no um what was it? Wasn't there like a, a hint to it in
0: like Metroid Prime 2 or something or or Metroid Prime 1? There's like I, a like a like a, a like a f a
1: log or something that mentions something. I think it was in Fusion, uh if I remember correctly, but yeah, they they threw that code name out there and it was bubbling around for a few years before it vanished.
0: Yeah. Um, didn't that but didn't that just end up being Metroid Prime 3 or something? Not, I, I don't I,
1: I, I seem to remember it being uh like touted or believed to be a like a 2D successor, not a Prime mm. one. But anyway, so I, I I wanted to come back to Next Level Games for a second here. Mentioned the, the Punch Out one because again, like that was another like Punch Out was one of the games I had on NES and like I was excited to play the one on Wii, but never really got around to it. Like I'm still looking forward to it in my in my my retro game shopping. But uh, that was like that was a pretty substantial success for for the Wii at that time. Like everyone was pretty impressed with it, and that was all next level games too. Like mm-hmm. I was I was recently watching like a history thing on 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 Out series on the on the gaming historian channel, and uh, they mentioned that you know this was a concept they brought to Nintendo. Like this this was their idea to revive it. So like a, yeah. lot, a lot of that was on them, and they really knocked it out of the park with that one. And Luigi's Mansion likewise was something that they really. They're, they're really nailed so having them hmm. having them closely affiliated to Nintendo can only mean good things as far as i'm concerned
0: uh chris you, you got a wii u right oh yeah oh yeah i've been playing it recently actually <laughs> dude um get go to the go to the shop before it closes the punch out is on the wii like uh virtual shop
1: oh was on, on the console really oh, okay I, I, didn't, I, didn't yeah, know, I haven't actually been on good. the marketplace for a while like I, I just been dusting it off recently with quarantine uh, on it but uh oh cool i'll check that out
0: hey man there you go no need to uh no need to hunt any further there's there's your psa (laughs) people (laughs) if you want to because i've been been thinking about diving in there and maybe uh and i think because i think spirit tracks is on the ds um virtual shop on the wii u and i've been thinking about maybe like getting that to do like some like let's play stuff or something because I, I genuinely love spirit tracks i know a lot of people were like again it was they they you know they stamped their foot down and said that's not the, the zelda we wanted um <laughs> or like you know they they wanted something that was more like a like a traditional like uh you know like ocarina of time styled
1: zelda cuz the ds could could have handled it um
0: but yeah, uh, you know they, but i love
1: everything that spirit tracks did and fancy matter glass was divisive in itself and then it was like spirit tracks was a further spin off of that so like you're just kind of compounding the uh the uh, distrust yeah
0: well it's funny enough it's weird because i know i think i know a lot a lot of people who actually prefer phantom hourglass over spirit tracks which i don't fully understand because phantom hourglass to me felt very much just just like a tech demo um Hmm. whereas like spirit tracks actually felt like a complete game um i will say this though uh, phantom hourglass had some of the best multiplayer i've ever experienced like I, i don't know why I, like future Zelda games never like incorporated this kind of like multiplayer element into it. And on because the DS it, I, 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 oh, dude, it was and and that's the thing, like it worked because of the way like the, the DS was like structured, like it genuinely worked. Did you ever play the 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 multiplayer in Phantom
1: Glass? No, actually, Phantom Glass is one of the few Zelda's that I've actually played to completion. Like always, kind of taper off with them, but uh, mm. I didn't really play a lot of multiplayer stuff on the DS or 3DS mostly because oh, didn't have man. To play with
0: i mean because i you, you, you remember too like like when you know th- like when the ds came out and it had like online multiplayer capability um like for a handheld thing like that was like my first like handheld system that had like this like you know like that that kind of functionality like i i, I was head over heels for it I, I would try anything um like that had multiplayer and phantom battle Glass had this really awesome um it kind of, uh, it kind of played into like the way that the, like the phantom or the hourglass, like temple worked where like you had, it was sort of like an, an attack and defend situation where like, you know, um, you'd have these, like these, like Triforce pieces. Um, and one, like the, like you're either you, like you, you know, if your opponent was playing as like link, you had to grab the, the pieces and move them to your little like red zone, right? Like where they'd be counted as like your points. Mm. Um, And whoever was on the defense, they controlled these three phantoms. But, like, whereas the guy playing as Link could, like, had, like, full control, like, using, like, the the touch screen, like, and actually being able to move Link around, um, the guys controlling the phantoms had to, like, draw paths for their, like, phantoms to patrol. Hmm. So it became, like, this really, like, intricate game of cat and mouse where you had to sort of, like, think, like, two steps ahead of your opponent and try to, like, you know, corner them and, like... Or you know, like find ways to like you know maneuver to their zone to grab the the pieces out of them and move them to like safe zones or move them back to your zone and like you know um, bigger pieces were worth more points but they also made you slower like it was so well put together like I don't know why they never revisited it.
1: Well, probably because the fall Phantom Hourglass Spirit Tracks thing kind of you know Spirit Tracks kind of fell off with uh, with everybody else because people couldn't handle the further division so maybe they just kind of kept it all packed packaged up i guess i don't know i freaking i I freaking hate it man like
0: spirit Spirit tracks was so so many good ideas like the steam age you know like i don't so many people have been talking about like oh why is why don't they make like a victorian era zelda where like link has like a flitlock pistol or something like i know back when i was a kid that was a cool idea i don't know if it's still cool but like You know, you got a friggin' train. You got a friggin' choo-choo train with a little thing that made it go, like, doot-doot. Friggin' love that. And Zelda was actually part of the goddamn adventure. Like, yeah, she was still, like, you know, you still had to, like, rescue her to a sense. But, like, she was your little companion. She was a ghost. She could get in the the friggin' armor of of the phantoms and help you in puzzles. Like, what's not to,
1: like... (laughs) Yeah, oh, I, I don't, Phantom oh, Glass was pretty great. I thought, like, I thought it was more of the tech demo, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. That I I, 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 would like to see that whole uh, steampunky Victorian type of thing. I mean, Breath of the Wild kind of has would... a bit of that, but like, it's obviously like the declined version of that. Yeah, but uh, to see it in the title, yeah.
0: I would love to see. I would love. I would. I would. I would have loved it if Nintendo actually like ha- actually like went through with their idea to set Breath of the Wild like in the like the modern day
1: hmm that's oh, i would have loved interesting. that Interesting. genuinely <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a complicated web to, to navigate i think i don't know they seem to have it thought out it was it was aliens hmm aliens yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing that guy from the history channel show aliens
0: it's aliens and oh you're just, you're, you gotta look up the uh the uh, like the concept art for how like Link was gonna look like he kind of looks oh, like I Shaggy. Have that. I have seen that. Yeah.
1: Oh my god, it's so awesome! I would have loved it so much. <laughs> That's uh, that would have been something.
0: <laughs> they should. I don't know if the guy who did his voice in the cartoon is still alive or if he's in retirement or what, but they should have got him and to, to reprise the role. What for the CDI game? No, no, for the uh, the cartoon, the Zelda cartoon from the nineties.
1: Oh, the, the excuse it me, Princess, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that would have been. Can you imagine the amendment announcement? Oof. oh my god, <laughs> dude!
0: I feel like that would have went over really well. I feel like people they would have they would have allowed nostalgia to be like okay with that
1: one. I don't know people. People allowing things to be okay, it just doesn't sound doesn't sound current. No, I disagree. More people need to allow things to be okay, especially when it comes to video games. That's like fifty-fifty. I think that would be like a that'd be a very divisive choice. I think, but.
0: Well, I mean, like, okay, like you know, uh, imagine a world where people allowed it to be okay that like Cyberpunk got delayed for maybe like two more years. Yeah,
1: that would have been nice. That would have been. Uh... You know what I mean? People just they they just they they stamp their foot down too much, and I'm I'm tired of it. And but like the, the kicker is that they won't lift up the foot after it's down they won't uh they won't go back or they won't admit they were wrong or see the other side or something
0: well i mean yes and no i've seen i've seen a lot of people turn around you know because i mean we were we were there we're old enough to remember when um the wind waker came out and everyone thought it was the worst zelda ever made and that's true they thought it was stupid and it was a baby game for babies because nintendo showed off uh a, a, a you know a, a graphics demo for the GameCube where it had like a you know a, a semi realistic looking or like gritty looking lake and Ganon fighting with swords and then you know Wind Waker came out and they were like oh this, this is what we wanted we was do the cool game we wanted and you know how many years later and every every you know gamer seems to agree that Wind Waker is one of the best Zeldas ever made
1: yeah so then I- the, I'll, I'll correct myself here. People put their foot down and they won't lift it up for twenty years. Um, it takes yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> it takes about ten to fifteen to twenty years. Like, uh, even like Empire Strikes Back, people hated that when it came out, or or people not not hated, but people disagreed with the father twist in Empire Strikes Back when it first came out. You know, twenty years later, yeah. it was the best thing that ever happened. But uh, you know, at first there was always the detractors. Even Last Jedi, back come back to Star Wars and divisive reactions even the last jolly people are starting to come back around to me like i didn't give it a fair chance only watched it once i re-watched again recently and oh my god i can't believe i missed all this and blah 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 blah. so
0: yeah no things turn around it's it's you know kind of like going back to like you know know, the 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 joke i was making before about the like the rise of skywalker like 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 you know i personally i you know and I, i think i've talked about this a couple times on on podcasts like i have i always thought from the minute I watched uh, Last Jedi, I thought it was amazing. Like that to me was like, like Empire Strikes Back and then like Last Jedi are like, you know, the top tier Star Wars films. Um, but I like remember, you know, walking out of um, uh, um, of the Rise of Skywalker and, and I went to see it with my brother and my brother is a lot less critical about stuff than I am. Um, but we both walked out of that movie and just kind of like looked at each other and like sighed
1: <laughs> we were like wow like that really wasn't good <laughs> first of all I'm, I'm glad that you liked last Jedi because i have this i have this weird moment of like holding my breath every time I'm, i mentioned that i like it uh... <laughs> oh dude it's the best it is yeah. honestly the best
0: i i, and I, I, locked, I like
1: out of that one going like oh but this is going to change everything like i can't wait to see how much people love this and then it was the exact opposite
0: yeah no um, and, and like you you know that that's 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 kind of what I mean. Like like part of me kind of understands that it's just like oh we don't like what they did with with uh, with Luke and all stuff like that. And it's just like it's like that's the point is that you're <laughs> not supposed to like it. He's supposed to be a disappointment, and that he has a redemption in the end, and you remember like why you loved him.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I I I was the sitting fact- in the theater and just loving the whole experience. But that scene. The first time with the milking scene, I thought to myself, yeah. this is going to lose a lot of people. And I think a lot of people came <laughs> out right there and just didn't no come back. back
0: you know again like he's you know he's because you kind of remember too like remember remember the first time you saw yoda and like what was yoda like the first time you you found him this this guy was the jedi master possibly the strongest force user in the world and you find him and he's an insane hermit who's like (laughs) laughing around and, and screwed around in the in the swamp like this is kind of what happens to Jedi's who 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 fall from grace and have to live in
1: in isolation for however many years. Yeah, no kidding. Like I I grew up reading all the Star Wars novels and things like that. Like that's a big part of why I love reading and writing and things like that. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm used to seeing Luke in a flawed presentation. Like he is always struggling in those old like the old expanded universe yeah. books. He's always fighting with demons and. You know, he basically turned to the dark side at one point, like in one of the comics, and oh, we'll always struggled with that for years of publication history mm-hmm. afterwards. So, yeah, that totally perfectly gelled for me, but I don't know what people were doing in the early 90s, but it wasn't uh, reading their local library for for novels like I was, I guess. No, but even if even realistically, like, even if you're not, um, like, a big,
0: like, extended universe fan, right? Like, mm-hmm. like the way that they sort of set up, the force awakens like as much as people find like the force awakens to be kind of like, you know, love or hate, right? Like I thought, again, like I thought it was good. You know, I, I, I got why a lot of people were saying, this is just, this is just a new hope all over again, you know? And I was kind of like, yeah, but you know, it works. Like you kind of see what they're doing. Like, you you could see how like the last jedi was trying to be this like this 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 passing of the torch from like old star wars fans to new star wars fans mm. and like a new generation of star wars fans and like you know even the last that last shot of the movie of La- of last jedi that they did nothing with where like that kid clearly uses the force it's like maybe they're trying to establish something here about a new generation of of of, of force users and jedis and star, and star wars fans and it's kind of this like meta level design um everybody like completely lost it because yeah because it didn't do enough fan service for for star wars fans and like and what was rise of skywalker this giant circle jerk of of Fan service that ended up being this horribly
1: executed idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh my god,
1: uh, I hated it so much. There was, there was a real whiplash for me because people went up, walked out of Force Awakens, going like, too much nostalgia, too much the same, too much blah blah blah. Then last year they come yeah. around and go, too different, too different, take it back. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, all oh, the nostalgia we loved,
0: <laughs> it's all back, thank god. And, and not just also, a
1: Star I, for Star Wars, but a starlifter for like Lucasfilm, because like half of it becomes an Indiana Jones movie.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, you know what bothered me the most about that about that movie. I mean, aside from everything, it was <laughs> it was that scene. It was the scene where 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 Ray has that moment of like giving up, and she like they try to like recreate the moment from last the first scene from Last Jedi where Luke throws away his lightsaber. Yeah. Um, and and she goes to throw it into the fire and Luke catches it. And he's all like, what do you think you're doing? It's just like, it's like, why did you need to have Mark Hamill come back and like double down on the idea that like everything that he did in the last, in the last Jedi was wrong. When like Luke, like they, they already did that in the last Jedi. Like Luke acknowledges that he was wrong. That's exactly why he goes to face Kylo and like, like has that moment of redemption. Like, you don't need to have him come back and be like, you know, and reverse the whole lightsaber throwing scene.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was so important for him to come back as a force ghost. I thought that was the perfect resolution for the character to go from, you know, the farm boy looking at the twin sons to being the force ghost, just like Ben was for him. But I was, yeah, like to have him basically him out and well, like what he says doesn't directly retcon Last Jedi, but there's a way to read it see that most it people just- mo- like most people will, will take that
0: scene as a retcon situation right exactly exactly yeah that's 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 what i mean like it's it's like they're really like doubling down on the on the idea and you know i mean like i personally i was hoping like i didn't think they would bring mark hamill back as a force ghost i was kind of hoping they wouldn't um but uh, like if they did like again like i was my whole thing was like it was like, like he should have been kylo's like force ghost he should have been there like because you know because of the whole last like line he had in the movie but i for frank personally i never wanted that i honestly thought like like i mean again like the way that they did the whole like yoda surprise in last jedi like was was perfect
1: yeah i love um, that scene yeah
0: oh my god and, and just the fact that he's a puppet too is just like so well done um no but like like you know the whole the, the, the whole the whole third movie i mean like i like regardless like it should have dealt more with kylo and if they were going to bring anyone back as a force Ghost, they should have they should have went and got hayden christensen or somebody to be anakin and actually have like anakin this like you know dark side user turned like good guy like like relating his conflict with kylo ren like
1: yeah kylo just- ren got done dirty too i think in 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 rise of skywalker man like the strange thing is, I think everybody got done dirty in that movie. Um, at the end of the day, it's it, yeah. it's funny because like I have read the script that Colin Trevorrow wrote for it. Um, they, this was like this was before Carrie Fisher died. Um, mm-hmm. so like that that in itself threw such a wrench into the movie. Like having like that was going to be her movie, that was going to be her turn turn to shine. Like like Force Awakens was for Han and and Last Jedi was for Luke. Mm-hmm. So then you you you've lost such a like a crux of of the film before you even begin and uh yeah there's a lot of stuff in in that script that trevor wrote that would have done a lot better by everybody and there was a lot of stuff that would have not worked period <laughs> so like i don't know yeah it's such a it's such a we'll never know the full story situation right like anyways yeah we're...
0: yeah i i mean I, anyway we were we were talking about next level games and we got <laughs> here. <Something>. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: okay star wars um, is a slippery well- split with me so
0: Oh Jesus, it's for me too. I mean, this was like the thing I, uh, there were literally two or three things I grew up on as a kid. It was Star Wars, Ghostbusters, and Batman, like, and (laughs) and Ninja Turtles, like, like those were those, like we, we, we watched our, um, our Empire Strikes Back VHS literally until we
1: burned the tape out. Like, (laughs) that was was one of the first things I spent my actual money on was that uh, special edition box set yeah i had it yeah we had it too <laughs> the thx I, one. I, I still i still have my copy it's sitting on the shelf beside me at the moment actually like the golden uh, I think box thing
0: my brother has it and and he has the special edition uh like thx um uh phantom menace that actually it came with a couple like like um like film reels of like scenes from the movie oh wow um he has it with all our like Star Wars toys that like aren't worth anything because we took them out of the box and played with them. Um, but yeah, no, I remember, I remember it was like years and years and years ago when I like I, I I like still had my old vHs player and I wanted to pop in the the tape of Empire Strikes back and yeah, like the the whole Battle of Hoth scene like almost like doesn't even play just because the tape is burnt out <laughs> oh,
1: it's, it's so bad. Um, <laughs> and
0: those and those were the good versions, the one before uh, Lucas had to go and ruin them and add a whole bunch of garbage into them. Well, there there is another slippery slope, so we'll uh, we'll press on. Yeah. I think. so we'll move on uh, to so the uh, the uh, I guess the Twitch user who
1: um, uh, is is so pog Ch- is pog his name? I don't. I am so out of touch with that. Like I, I I stream on Twitch and I'm so out of touch with it. I gotta say, I was uh, gonna say you're you're the Twitch guy here. I <laughs> gotta I gotta fill me in I, on I, this. Pog to me still still refers to the to the the, the pog game. Like I, I that's remember. that's what I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I have seen the emoji around all the time. I I not I didn't know that you know that guy was like an actual streamer. Pog Champs is his name, okay. Um or or Gu, gutex is his Twitter handle. Oh wait, hold on. Or something
0: uh, the guy who the guy who, who who I guess who popularized Ryan Gutex Gutierrez. Uh the uh, the pog champ thing well i mean well anyway you keep you keep looking into it and i'll <laughs> i'll uh, i'll i'll give i'll give the, the the listeners a breakdown so yeah so he uh, he basically tweeted some um dumb tweet that uh that kind of kind of um you know it 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 ran the it really did run the risk of inciting more violence in the uh the crazy madness negative world situation that we live in uh yesterday which would have been wednesday january 1st or january the 6th um the uh the, the assault on capitol hill where uh you know a bunch of MAGA morons thought that they were gonna do something by storming a, a storming a, a you know the capitol building and and apparently that was okay because donald trump told them to um yeah. <laughs> so he he tweeted um he tweeted and i quote will there be civil unrest for the woman who was executed inside the capitol hill today or will the hashtag mega martyr die in vain i'm throwing up on my mouth. Um, should
1: read this that's uh, yeah <laughs>
0: um yeah sorry uh so <laughs> Basically, a lot of people, you know, some people kind of said like, you know, that that, that could have been a call for more violence, you know, considering like the 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 like what was happening. Um, so Twitch made the decision to remove the Pug emote um, entirely, I guess, because he was, I guess, he just because that like it was, I guess, so closely associated with his
1: um, brand. Yeah, um, I mean, like, like I said, I, I recognize the emote, like I've seen it spammed at nauseam and in a bunch of other streams, but I like I, I mm-hmm. didn't know there was a connection to it. But uh, I guess people who are in the know with that kind of thing, it's the it's the fifth most used expression on Twitch apparently. So I it's kind of a big move that they've done, in and in, in a surprisingly quick manner. too. platforms have been pretty slow to address these issues, Twitch included in the past. Like they they originally banned a bunch of words that Body. probably should have been banned a long time ago. Um, so they. Actually, it a surprising I case on this one. This was, uh, I mean, this is
0: like, this is the whole thing yesterday that, uh, it, it just, it really, it just makes me laugh um, because like, you know, this was the whole thing too yesterday where, where Twitter actually like finally four years after the fact stepped in and like removed tweets that Donald Trump had posted that like, again, like could have potentially incited more violence and more like unrest. And it's just like, it's like it's like where were you guys 4 years ago when when like this guy was al- was already doing this kind of crap and already like spreading this like misinformation and and like inciting these 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 people to like to vi- like how many how many stories came out where people like who like you know committed acts of domestic terrorism in the states basically like like they said like these these guys were Donald Trump supporters and like mega enthusiasts and like they you know they thought that <laughs> like they you know they were doing their civic duty by shooting up a church like it's just like it's like it it, it just feels sort of like now like it, it's you know good good I, I i guess that you're doing it now and maybe like this sets a precedent that people can't just spout any kind of like racist you know misogynistic uh, or like uh, a xenophobic misinformation on on social media platforms without some kind of repercussion right mm-hmm. um but it, and again it's it's just it's doubly stupid because already like when i saw when i saw on twitter the story that um that twitter had like suspended uh trump's account and removed those tweets people were already posting dumb bullshit like oh uh, t- this is the day that twitter becomes a political platform it's just like number one no it isn't number two when has it not been a political yeah, platform exactly. yeah <laughs> like so <laughs> what so so the, so people getting to go on twitter and spout all their like un- unverified like baseless claims about nothing like you know just to support their own agenda their own political agendas that's all well and good but the minute you stop and try to fact check them or remove that misinformation now it's political now it's a it's a liberal conspiracy like
1: oh my god it's just so it's so aggravating it's 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 dizzying (laughs) yeah i mean it's put it lightly there's such a reality is so hard to grasp for like, like the, like the past few years, like up is down a yeah. lot of, in a lot of cases and down is left. Like it's, uh, everything's turned around and these echo chambers are not helping. Um, no, I'd feel better about the suspensions if I knew parlor wasn't a thing, but, um, yeah, I mean, at least, you know, there is some kind of sign of improvement on, 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 these, on these fronts. Like, you know, companies are starting to realize yeah. that they're enabling it's way too late, like you said, but, um, yeah, something's got to be something's got to be done faster next time.
0: Yeah, I mean I guess, I guess like I, you know better late than never, I suppose, but like, you know, if, if we can leave any of the listeners with with uh with you know uh, a thought or something a consideration, you know, g- getting online and posting your own like whatever you think is reality might be good for your blog, but it doesn't work in social forums. I mean, this has existed since before Twitter was a thing, you know, um, and any person who wants to like cry out, you know, this is the death of free speech and and all that, you know, my, you know, the, the First Amendment rights and all that stuff like that. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequence. Yes. Just because you can go into like a black neighborhood and start dropping the n-bomb and saying that like you know minorities are evil and they're the co- the root of society's problems you know just because you think you have that right to, to to be able to say that stuff doesn't mean that people aren't going to kick the shit out of you for saying it
1: but, but <laughs> like take, take that twisted tea guy to like to name it, like a recent example um did you see that video uh, um, there's, there's a guy mouthing off no. to there's a guy there's a guy mouthing out to a well rather there's a white guy mouthing out to a black guy you know, oh, oh be, yes, you know, yes yes and he claps him the f out yeah it's a, it's <laughs> to make right, some twisted tea can off his head like yeah he, that guy was free to say that but oh yeah <laughs> he was also yeah, free yeah, to it, get that can upside the head so absolutely that's, <laughs> that's how that's a, how it works that's what that's that that's phrase hundred percent how it works. free of freedom of speech and. You know, not exclusive, not exclusive. Different consequences, right there.
0: Exactly. Um. So this is so this is what I this is this is my point. Like, if you're going to get on Twitter and start spouting all kinds of nonsense, and Twitter, in a surprising show of you know, like uh, like responsibility, takes your nonsense down. Like, you don't get to cry like censorship. It's not censorship. It's not suppression of speech. Mm. It's the enforcement of reality it's the enforcement of facts over opinions and
1: feelings like so censorship is being it's being used as such like a like a like a white card here like it's just i i've, I've seen that thrown around with like again actually with twitch recently when they when they banned the n word and other things and changed like the one mm-hmm. the one uh, the one category uh from uh, that they, they took down the, the blind playthrough tag I saw, I saw people arguing that that was censorship. I'm like, that's not, that's not what censorship no. means. <laughs> that's just... No, that, again, that's, like, that's it's, it's, <laughs> that's... I don't know, it's just, it, 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 that's
0: the whole thing, right? And like, you know, even like, like, as, as, as a critic, right? Like, you know, you, you can't just, if I, if I were to just, if I were to write a review for a game and the entire review. And I know I know one one former writer. I'm not going to name names who did this. Um where like he wrote this like glowing review for a game and when I played the game it was like utter garbage. Like just the worst. And I asked him. I was just like I'm like dude, how did you give this game? Like he actually gave it like a 10 out of 10. And I was like how? Uh, and his his whole thing was he's like, well, well, I had a good time with it, so I gave it a high review. And I'm just like, and I was like, okay, but you having a good time and and liking the game does not does not a good game make. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I were to write a, a review for a game, and the whole thing was just like, I liked this, and I liked this, and I had fun with this, and I had fun playing this, and I thought this was funny, and this and that, like that's not like like even a review has to be like ninety percent objective, right? Like you could still like talk about your subjective feelings towards a, a something, but it still has to like
1: be grounded in reality. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like this is the thing with with game reviews too. Like, I'm 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 new to CGM and to game journalism like formally. I've written reviews and like such for my own like blogs and things in the past, but like my my value in a review is not just that subjective element because anyone can play a game that I hate and love it, and I can play a game that someone else loves and hate it. But it's like for my big thing for reviews is like, well, when I when I'm reading a review personally, I mean, is that like, is it broken? Like, is is it releasing in a cyberpunk state where like things aren't working as intended? Like, are are, are there big design flaws that are going to hold it back? Um, like, like is it a too short of a game? Like, there's certain objective things that I look for in the reviews and that I, I hope to bring to my own reviews here. But um, yeah, like that subjective element is not is <laughs> not enough because like everyone's gonna have a different subjective experience. That's the whole point of the word.
0: Well, I guess that's my point to sort of to to tie it back to what we were talking about. Like, like it's like something, something being purely subjective, like is not, it doesn't, it doesn't contribute to anything like, sure. You can talk about it if you, if you want, and you're, you have a right to do that, but it's not, you're not contributing anything to like the grander dialogue, right? Mm -hmm. Like you still have to look at the facts and look at the, the reality of the situation, right? Like. Like the very fact and, – and I, I know I'm, I'm getting a little – I'm getting like overly pol- political here. But like just like the very fact that that whole like debate even happened at Capitol Hill yesterday is so like jarring because it's just like – it's like how do you have like 50-something like failed lawsuits to overturn the results of, a, of an election and yet Republican like leaders are still going to get together I- I- in Congress and try to debate – the the merits of verifying the results of an election it's just like it's just like what what world are you living in where it's just like like you have no facts you have no actual like tangible merits to back up the things you were saying and yet you're still gonna go and have a debate <laughs> you know based in nothing right like and this is what I mean, like for it's just not not just for that, but like, yeah, like, you know, bringing it back to like to like game critic criticism and like and like game journalism. It's just like you can't just talk out your ass about about uh, about a product, about a, about a about a game and, you know, and expect people to like expect it to be worth anything. Like, yeah, OK, yeah. Games, video games are an art form. Right. And, and art is subjective to a degree. But arts, you know, art as a consumable product is also a product so there has to be you know certain factors that all like that are that are universal right like yeah a lot of people like cyberpunk mm-hmm. that's well and good but cyberpunk definitively
1: is a broken disaster of a video game yeah there's so you can like it Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say that, there's, that that subjective element is definitely part of it, and like, what it, I, I didn't mean really to say that I don't care about you know people's experiences with it, like in, in a review. Like, I, I like reading that stuff, but like, what's going to form my own decision is the game design stuff. But yeah, it's that there is a tactile game design technical side that is also a very big part of it, even though it is art. Like, I, I'm I'm not a big visual art person. I've, I've never been a very good artist or anything like that. But you know, the, mass, the like the Mona Lisa, like that's just something that I I don't see why it's um you know one of the most famous pieces of art of all time personally as from my perspective but like if that was drawn in crayon or something like that like <laughs> things become a bit more apparent i like i'm I, I think i'm losing my own argument here but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> no no, 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 no. I, I
0: i i get what you're saying 100 percent. yeah because like you know like yeah like if, if i were to give like a, a a purely like objective review of the Mona lisa right like what i would i consider it as like you know as 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 highly as something maybe like starry night or something like that. Like that's a lot more with like color and like imagery and it's more like, you know, it's more um, uh, like, like, uh, like interpretive and like what's going on with it. Like, sure. Yeah. I'm not a visual art, you know, guy myself, you know, I draw a little bit and I have my own distinct style, which I'm sure a lot of people would say was, you know, is like baby's first drawing, <laughs> but you know, but everything has to be grounded in some form of reality.
1: And we have totally not, lost that in today's point. modern world. Because if you it, it, if you look at what happened yesterday, and you look at what happened six months ago, back in or even further back in June and July, and how certain elements handled the exact same situation with polar uh, opposite reactions, yeah, we that that grounding in reality has been lost at some point along the way.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean that that's that's a whole. That's a whole separate conversation, I think, about just how how absolutely broken the system is. One hundred percent, because yeah, I saw a lot of people talking about that. Um, you know, like like what what the difference would have been, you know, uh, what the difference was. Like people people were showing like comparative pictures of like the like the military standing outside Capitol Hill during the Black Lives Matter protests versus like these protests, which is just a collection of white people where the the police, like, there's actual video of the police, like, just letting, opening the gates and letting the people in, like, Mm. so yeah, there's a huge divide, that, 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 that's a whole separate, um, separate, uh, conversation that, that is, needs to be had, and I, I think is still currently being had right now, um, going on for a hundred years, but, I mean, just, like, this is, this is such a, this is such a troubling time, and, and real and really, I mean, like, it's, If you think, if you think just because like, you know, there's going to be a new president or whatever, like the damage is done like thoroughly, like this is going to be going on forever now. And, 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 and yeah, I think it really, you know, to sort of, I guess, try and bring it back somewhat to, to the original point. um, You know, I think uh, digital media platforms are, you know, they're, it's a very, very, dangerous thing um i mean it, it's it's the double-edged sword of the whole deal right because you know you look at a platform like twitter and and or, or you know and like twitch and youtube and stuff like that th- like these platforms have given a lot of people who are historically marginalized like a voice mm-hmm. and a platform to actually like affect change but at the same time it's also given that same voice and that same platform to you know bigots and racists and people who just want to stir shit up um it's sort of like it, it's sort of like to me it's like it's like the most um you, you know you know you know the phrase the, the, a rising tide raises all ships
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's
0: true this is this is sort of like a rising tsunami <laughs> <laughs> raises Browns all ships up, and yeah. destroys some ships in the
1: process and and dashes everything along the coastline. and
0: <laughs> Yeah. Like it's so it's just, it's, it's a maelstrom, man. Like it really is like, and there's no, the only way, like, like, like the only way that there's going to be some, I guess at this point, some legitimacy to these platforms again is by like, you know, having actual people step in and like, take responsibility if the, if there are people who are you know putting stuff online putting stuff on Twitch or Twitter or YouTube that is actually harmful it needs to be taken off i'm sorry this is this is not a this is it's that's you know to 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 repeat what we were saying like this is not an infringement of, of free speech this is a protection of
1: people's like rights and people's uh like freedoms wives and foundational values of uh countries that we live in and yeah everything like that
0: and 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 my my only my only hope at this point can can only be now that like yeah like more people like youtube and twitch and twitter need to hire actual people they have to hire a staff of a million people to 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 like check through all this stuff that's going on and, and check the reports you know, that needs to be done. This needed to be done years ago when when YouTube was doing stuff like, you know, they, they were just running algorithms and 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 flagging things as 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 problematic or flagging things as as disruptive, you know, people people who were doing like, you know, who who were posting videos of their like coming out stories or their transition stories, and that was being flagged and, and demonetized, and these people were losing a living because they were trying to tell their stories to to help other people. But people who were posting like you know this like like oh like you know like racist xenophobic like podcasts or whatever you know they weren't getting in trouble because it's like oh it's not you know it's different it's not it's not flagged under the same things
1: mm-hmm. yeah there's a real there's a real double standard um when it comes to that like yeah and brands have brands and platforms have a lot of work to do to to bring everything up to uh, bring everything up to par and uh Literally save some lives. And yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, like that, 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 the, 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 the person, the person, uh, who, who, uh, this Gutex guy was, was talking about, you know, in his, in his badly timed tweet, she died mm-hmm. last night. Like she, she was in critical condition. And then, and I, and I saw like a couple hours later, I was reading the story when I, I think when I got home from work that, that she died. And she died. Why? Because a bunch of people who were being led, who were being misled and manipulated by the, the world's biggest asshole. Cause he, because he, he, he is crying over the results of an election because he didn't like the result because he didn't
1: get to win. Yeah. And someone Classic had to tantrum. die for that. Classic tantrum. Yeah. And it's, ramifications of that are terrifying, but uh Heavy, heavy chat today. Yeah, I mean, I I, I said I didn't want to get political.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Um,
1: well, you know, things, <laughs> things have to be said. I mean, you know, I don't want to look yeah. back and say that, you know, we enabled it by being silent, right? But.
0: No, absolutely. You know, and yeah, it, 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 it can't always be uh, sunshine and video games up in here.
1: Sunshine and cyberpunk bugs.
0: <sighs> to, uh. Move on to a somewhat more uh,
1: optimistic uh, note. Uh, what, have, uh, what, what have you been playing these days? Uh, well, I, I mentioned earlier, I've been playing Wooly World on the Wii U with my daughter. Um, that's just been oh, a lot. So of fun. good. I, I didn't really get around to that when it came out. Well, I, I, I played a little bit, but you know, it's, it's fun playing it again um, with her along for the ride. But actually, last night I finished the Mass Effect trilogy for the first time. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, saw,
0: I saw you. I saw you posted about that. I didn't get to watch the stream because I was at work, but. Uh...
1: Yeah, so that was a, that was a, that's been my that's been my uh, my COVID nineteen quarantine journey is going through that series. Finally, my my has been pestering me for years to play it because I I love Dragon Age and KOTOR, and just for some mm-hmm. reason never got onto this right away. But uh, yeah, now, that was it, it, it. It's so nice being on the on the other side and being able to actually talk about it without fear of being spoiled.
0: <laughs> well, now, uh, did you did you I guess was it. Did you get you you played it now? I guess with the like they they patched the ending, so it's it's different.
1: Yeah. So I heard about this because I I, I I do remember hearing the game came out that people were mad about the ending and everything like that. But I didn't have the context for it. But yeah, I I can now I understand why people hated it because they sounded like they left it on the, like half the ending wasn't there. But the sounds of it, um,
0: yeah, because I mean for what I recall, because I'm still uh, I'm still sort of like, um, I still got to get around to finishing mass effect one i've had a long and and complicated relationship with mass effect one where like the three times that i tried to play it um i made i made the mistake of trying to go after um uh uh what was her name The, the 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 chick lady something um oh benezia Lady Benezia, that's right. I was gonna say Bereznoi, but that's the last name of one of my best friends. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lady Benezia. So yeah, it's it, it it always bothered me in hindsight that they gave you the choice to go after her right away because you are nowhere near ready
1: to go after her when you do. Um That was my whole thing with so Morrowind when, when that came out was like it dropped in the middle of nowhere and the path I kept picking was like the worst way to go. Yeah. Games yeah. When they do that, that's a that's a that's a trouble. I'm kinda of glad we got it. Well, this. I mean, okay.
0: The the difference I think the difference with Morrowind is Morrowind kind of works in that like World of Warcraft world where it's just like it, it does create this sort of sense of like a dangerous world that there are things you can run into that you're like totally out leveled for and they'll just like murder you in a in a second. Um because like I, I I'm not I'm not super duper crazy about games like um like how Oblivion and Skyrim started doing that thing where the game sort of levels with you. Um because it doesn't it doesn't really create like a difficulty curve, right? It just sort of keeps this like sort of like flat line really where you're just like at the you know it's, it's the same challenge throughout the entire game right like uh, a level a level five bandit is going to be as strong as like a level 20 you know like croco monster or whatever just because you're ready for it it, it doesn't show up until you're ready for it um but like but mass effect is just a, it's a little it's weirdly different because like lady berez uh, benezia is like kind of like a boss fight and it's just like they let you go to it like right away and yeah you're like not even remotely ready for it when you do but if you try to do it it's like you're 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 already like locked into this like story progression thing so you can't like go
1: back yeah that was a that was a tough fight and like like my my friend who put me onto it says that she's never beaten it on on hard because of that fight like she's never finished a hard playthrough because of that one specific instance yeah, I, I can see why, but uh, yeah, there really isn't. Mass Effect One has a lot of issues that I, I hope get kind of ironed out in the Legendary Edition. But like, some of the design choices were kind of tough. Like, there's a lot of you're like, mm-hmm. riding in that that the the, like, the the warthog essentially, the Mako, like the they all they all. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that I was so glad to cut that out of, of the later games. Like that series, the series to me just kept getting better and better as it went on, and mm-hmm. um, it it all builds to like like. If you're really invested in the world and the lore and the characters, like the end, the payoff is so great. Um, there's this DLC chapter, like the Citadel DLC, that really it, it kind of leaned in a little bit to like the game's reputation. Like there's some in jokes in there from the community, but there's also like a lot of really quality interactions with like your teammates, some of which you've been through with for three games. Like there's a, there's a real payoff if you get past you know the, some of the design choices of the first game.
0: Yeah, no I need I I need to I need to I was really hoping they were going to bring the trilogy to the Switch because I kind of really like love the idea of having a game like Mass Effect on on the Switch and um yeah, like every time I've sort of started up to play Mass Effect, like the first time I played it was it was a rental from Blockbuster if you can believe, you know, if you could believe it. Um and yeah, for, like first problem, you know, Lady Ber- uh, Berezia. Oh, i'm never gonna say this, this name right now because i keep wanting to say my, my buddy's last name um and then you know i had to send it back uh then like you know the second time i played it like my buddy let me borrow it and it's sort of like same problem you know i just i made some mistakes like in in my progression and then i like you know and the, the third time where i finally like actually like you know went and like did sort of like the the more like easily approachable um missions before i went to uh benezia like you know, school started again, and he was like, hey, can I have Mass Effect back? And I was like, all right, fine.
1: So I never actually got to, like, finish it. But I've always wanted to. That, that, that was my whole thing, too, with it. Like, I, I, I didn't know about it when it came out. Or I didn't really hear about it that much when the first game came out. Because I think I think it was an Xbox exclusive when I was playing more PS PlayStation games at the time. Yeah. Um, And then the 2 came out. And I rented it, but I didn't have the first game experience, so I kind of didn't really get it. So I didn't really go on with it. And then I even, um, I even like bought it six years ago now. And like, then my daughter was born and I didn't really get to pass like the first mission. But, uh, when, once you get, once you get really into it and like, by the time you get to the second game, even like it's, it pulls you along. You really want to get through it. Yeah, no, it's, it's huge. Right. Um, and I mean, I mean, it's sort of
0: like going back to, to what we were talking about earlier. Like, this is sort of like kind of why, like, um, uh, you know when, when people sort of like start railing on games like like federation force it's just like like imagine like a metroid game that was like mass, mass effect like where you just used to like just go around the galaxy like
1: helping people and solving problems and stuff like that would be awesome uh having uh, that to uh, be was a dream come true having that level <laughs> of uh interaction with samus would be great
0: <laughs> yeah you know and they they, 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 they kind of did that a little bit with metroid prime 3 right where you're sort of like jumping between the different planets and stuff but like if there was like an actual like you know well like fleshed out sort of like semi RPG version of of a, of a prime game where you were actually kind of like going around the galaxy as a bounty hunter and like
1: taking on quests and stuff like that would be super cool like you know and it wouldn't be traditional but and hey I mean Jennifer Hale voiced both female Shepard and Samus at one point so yeah there you go but we don't talk about the the game where Samus had a voice. Those echoes, wasn't it? No, no, it was. Um, I think oh, it was other, other uh, end, end. That, that was that wasn't that wasn't uh, the same voice actress.
0: <laughs> oh, no. was it? Was it not?
1: No, she's she's been voiced by a lot of people. Actually, I just pulled it up. Um, but she's been oh, voiced by was. Jennifer Hale, Vanessa Marshall from Star Wars Rebels, but uh, her other end voice was someone else altogether. Um, oh, okay. And then she she so replaced you- in Smash, so uh, she just did the grunts and such. Yeah, there's not there's not really consistent history. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like yeah, because Samus didn't really talk in the other game. she just sort of went like, Ugh! yeah. There's a few grunts and groans and she in got game. hit. Um. Anyways, but well, I, what have you been playing?
0: Uh, sort of before uh, like the, the sort of like Christmas break uh, happened, and a little bit into the Christmas break, actually, I finally like sat down and put some time into some more time into it. Um, I started playing Death Stranding. Hmm i I kind of love it really (laughs) i kind of really do um you know because i i had i had heard uh very mixed things about it when it came out and i largely avoided it um just because like you know you had a lot of people who were kind of saying like like it was this 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 triumph of like artistry in the game industry and it's like you know Ten out of ten game of the year. It's like you know, it's 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 amazing. But then I had a lot of other people who I I trust when it comes to talking about video games who were saying that it was a like bloated, um, you know, overindulgent like mess of a video game. Hmm. Um, whereas like you know the the story and and the weird like artistry of it is is definitely intact. But as a game, it's just like not enjoyable whatsoever. Um so yeah, so like recently I just I like I think it was like uh sort of like one of the 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 PlayStation like holiday sale. It was like you know, it was on sale it was half off and it was like I was like okay, you know what? Like $25 that seems acceptable to me to to pay for Death Stranding. Yeah. Um uh so oh, uh, did, I don't know if I mentioned it too. Uh or I think I did. I think I did in Slack. But uh, but you will be happy to know that I did. Fi- I finally picked
1: up uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, right? Yeah, you, you did mention that. Yeah, you're you, you were gonna get to that after Stranding, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I I, I might jump into it, like, because I mean, Stranding, I think is gonna be a whole a whole big experience, right? And I think uh, it's time to like just like put into um, Final Fantasy Seven remake. I also got Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm I'm excited to play that one too. Um, but yeah, like it's just it's this really interesting game and i think i think part of the problem with why people have such a such an issue with it like from a technical standpoint is that the game has a lot of things that it doesn't really adequately explain to you um namely the the center of gravity mechanic right Mm. because like death stranding i think part part of part of the issue with like when death stranding um was like being announced and like all the stuff that like kojima was showing like in in terms of like uh gameplay and um even like cutscenes, like nobody ever really had a clue what it was about and it's basically you're you're a delivery boy it's a delivery boy game you Mm. run to places and deliver packages um and that has a sort of, like, really chill um, vibe to it. Like, it's sort of the same reason that I loved, like, No Man's Sky when it first came out. Because it was just very, like, chill, very, like, sort of, like, non-game. But then it does become, like, kind of tense because, you know, you know it, 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 it sort of, like, actually builds a lot on the idea, right? Just because the whole, like, meta design of the game is, like is the forming of connections, right? Hmm. It's like this, this, this crazy, like cataclysm happened that like, sort of like merged the worlds of like the dead and the living. That's sort of why you have these like ghosts, um, that are floating around. Um, but then there's also these other weird things where it's like, you know, the, it's like t- they're called time falls where like it'll start raining and anything that the rain touches it like advances time for it. So like if you're if you're not like protected from the rain, you'll, you'll just age rapidly.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, um, it's really it's super it's super weird.
1: <laughs> I it's only so could come weird. up weird. Yeah, that's just... <laughs>
0: But that's that sort of plays into the idea, right? Because, like, you know, because as you're as you're traveling, right? Like, you know, you have all these packages on your on your person, and if you start if you hit a time fall, you know, the 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 rain will start affecting the the, the packaging, like the containers that the that the packages are in, right? So then your 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 packages can take more damage, and if you deliver these damaged pre- uh, packages, you know, you get sort of a less you know, you get a lesser rating on your on your delivery, you know, performance, right. And that sort of plays into like, your ability to, you know, take on more uh, deliveries and like how and but like, the whole reason you're doing all this stuff is to try and connect this, like these like fragmented communities of this, like destroyed America, and bring them all together, right to sort of like get through to help like, you know, because only by like connection, can you sort of like get through everything?
1: Sounds like a, um, like, like, Fallout 4 style community building thing.
0: It is and it isn't sort of, like, you know, uh, the, the, way, the, but, the way that it really, uh, really... Anyways, go on. Um, yeah, no, 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 um, sorry. Um, the way to me that, it, like, it really, like, really stands out, because I didn't know about this, because I didn't really see a lot of people talking about it, or at least talking about it, like, in the way that really, like, kind of mattered, um, was the way that it actually connects, like, online, Um, because like delivering stuff is, is challenging, right? Like, you know, you get a motor, it's, 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 it's sort of like slow and arduous. You get a motorcycle at one point, but it's largely not very effective because like, you know, it, it, you know, if it runs up onto like rocks or like, like weird terrain, it'll just like, you know, stop and not really perform well. So like the way that you sort of get around this is that if you connect online, you can leave behind like structures That like help you like, you know, like little like gas stations for your for your motorcycle or like, you know, um, bridges that'll help you cross like big rivers where like, you know, if you if you go into the river, you could like, you know, end up like getting washed away and lose all your stuff Hmm. Um, or like, you know, warning signs for any like area where there's a lot of like ghost activity and stuff like that. And so like as you do that, like if you connect uh, online, you can start seeing other people's stuff that they'll leave behind for you. So it actually starts working on this like meta level where like you're connecting with people online to sort of help like achieve your own goals. Hmm. Even like even if like, you know, stuff gets like dropped or damaged in like the world, say, by someone else, like you can pick up other people's packages and like drop them to a safe location so someone else can pick them up and deliver them or like deliver them for people like. So it it really does work on this very interesting like meta level of like forming connections with other people even people you might not ever like see um and yeah like just like the whole like just the way that the game like works right like you know like yeah like when you're just sort of like on a good little like delivery run um you know it, it, there is this sort of like weird thing like yeah like where like you know you have to ma- there's so many things you have to sort of like manage um which I, for a guy like me, like, I kind of love that stuff, like managing your weight distribution. And like, if your center of gravity is thrown off, then you have to sort of like hold the triggers to like shift your balance. So you don't like fall over and damage your goods. Or, you know, if you, if you like, you know, structure everything, uh, effectively, you know, you'll have a, you'll have a good center of gravity and you won't like, you know, tip over from the slightest, you know, breeze. And, um, you know those moments are really like are really like enhanced by the moments where you have to cross through an area that's where there's like a lot of like ghost activity and it becomes this very like slowed down um like incredibly tense moment right where you're trying to like sneak through this area there's a really like creepy vibe to it um
1: and yeah like it's just just great it kind of sounds to me like two different like really cool indie games mashed together like that whole like delivery management the weight management all that kind of stuff that sounds like one neat little indie game like the whole ghost world thing sounds like another one and kojima has kind of put them together and added his own crazy take on it that's that's the just i'm getting from it from hearing you describe it now like i, I, I i've heard a lot of stuff about it when it first came out i have friends are playing it but it just didn't really seem like something i could get into at the time um but yeah it, it seems like there's a good game in there somewhere but i just can't I just no can't i mean that's, and that's 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 kind of my whole thing, right? It's like like, I I get why I I
0: I think I do I definitely get why a lot of people were like divided by it. I think it's it's I think part of a big part of it probably is too that you know it's it's Hideo Kojima, so like you know he's an indie industry like darling, and uh, you know like people were just were just already like preemptively like geared up to love the game he was going to put out, and then when it ended up being this weird like delivery simulator. People didn't know how to feel
1: about Starring it. Sorry, Norman Reedus and his token motorcycle appearance.
0: Oh, dude, and and there's even like uh, like you know, and there's like just that it, uh, the, the, that weird stuff too. There's actually an advertisement for Norman Reedus' ride TV show on AMC. That's, that's um, whoa, because because you can you can take
1: dumps in this. <laughs> That's the other thing I kept hearing about too, but the, the the whole baby thing and the whole urination thing. Okay. Well, yeah. well okay. So the so the baby
0: the baby you uh is like there's a weird like it's just it's again it's one of those weird ideas where like um th- and I'm going to try I'm going to try to explain it the way the game does. Um so these are babies that are born they're they're like stillborn babies from dead moms. Okay. And the reason for that is that the the baby has to be born in like stillbirth from the mom who's dead because it's that, that connection of life and death that like attunes them to what they call the chiral network. Um, which is like you know the the I guess like the, the whole chiral thing is like the, the 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 realm of the dead. So like being connected, they're called bridge babies. So being connected to your bridge baby is what lets your like weird like robot shoulder sensor work that like attunes you to where the the ghosts are. But there are certain people like Norman Reedus who are they're called um, or they they have these things called dooms. Which like either allow them to like sense the ghosts or see them completely, or in some cases like control them. Um, but uh, but but Norman Reedus is uh, 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 a a retro retrogate or retro retrobate or something like where if he dies, he doesn't actually die. He can like go to this place called the beach where he can like find his bo- his you know his spirit goes there, but he can find his body and come back to life. Um, but if that happens, uh, like it causes a chiral explosion, which can like level an entire like civilization. So, I mean, are you following any of what I'm talking about right
1: now? (laughs) I think I am, but I don't think I, I'm following and I'm not following. This is just, this is the peak. (laughs) (laughs)
0: um, I was I started playing this my brother was watching it with me and he just kept looking at me like through the whole because the whole like first you know hour of the game is like 90% cutscene and he just kept looking at me like confused (laughs) I was just like throwing my arms up like dude I'm right there with you man I don't know what the hell is going on
1: it's um, one of those games i think you definitely have to play for yourself to get any kind of grasp on because yeah i oh I, I dude it's it's so there, wild then it gets so wild kojima is just i don't know i, I kind of i love metal gear one and metal gear, metal gear solid two as well but like by four he was kind of losing me and i had just a no interest in five and then left the company and all that stuff this is like just this looks so this bizarre. is like,
0: yeah this is like Metal Gear Revengeance level of like off the rails Kojima, um, like brains with eyes in jars level, you know, where, where, where Raiden can just pick up a, a Metal Gear and, and toss
1: him, you know, because mass is just a number. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say, I th- I think Kojima needs uh, Konami, and I think Konami needs Kojima, but if he was doing that, oh no, back, no, back at, at Konami, then yeah i'm Uh, I'm, I'm sorry chris i gotta
0: i gotta wholly disagree with you uh, on this one man no kojima off the leash like this is this is the way that games get made um (laughs) and this is this is the the, it's the funny thing to me too because i remember i I remember when uh after death stranding came out uh for like what was it the, the the 2018 or the 2019 game awards and i was like joking on twitter that like death stranding was just was just gonna win every single award um you know, looking and 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 it, it end up it it didn't really. I thought I thought Death Stranding was a shoo-in for Game of the Year, so I was like genuinely surprised when Sekiro took it home. Um, but like like comparing it now, like just looking back on like how like you know, and I don't want to get I don't want to get off on a Last of Us Two tangent, but like you know how like the Last of Us Two took home Game of the Year, but Death Stranding didn't. Like Death Stranding is debatably like a much more like daring game, right? Like that's why it's confusing to me that such a safe bet like Last of Us Two got it. But uh and I guess maybe that's probably why it did, but like Death Stranding didn't because Death Stranding is just so out there conceptually. Um, and to get back to what I was saying, so yeah you can take dumps. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it <laughs> you can you can take a shower, you can take dumps, and you can take uh pee pee's <laughs>
1: And the baby (laughs) locks, I understand. If 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 you do it the right time,
0: no, no. The reason you do these things is because they can create little like bombs for you because it's something to Uh, do with like the chiral, uh, particles and your like doom abilities. So like the combination of the two, but like this like this scientist who studies your like fecal matter and your urine, or even just like like water samples from your shower water, you can create like weapons that'll stun the ghosts essentially. Um, so the game kind of encourages you to like the same way that Metal Gear uh 5 did to like take showers and take little breaks in these in this room or whatever um my 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 favorite thing about the game uh, by far is that you have a a canteen that converts water into monster energy and I'm not joking like monster. <laughs> So Monster Monster Energy is a is a promotional partner of this game. Oh, you can God. you can go into your room and there's a little table that has Monster Energy cans that you can drink um that give you like a stamina boost but like you know because you have your health and your stamina when you're sort of like out in the world and like you know you uh you can refill your stamina by drinking from your canteen now if you read the description of the canteen it basically says like if you stand in any bod- body of water be it like a river or even like when time falls happen it'll convert that water into it'll it'll it basically it absorbs the water it combines them with the energy particles in the canteen to make a drinkable beverage but when you actually click on the canteen the prompt that it gives you says drink monster energy <laughs> So I have deduced that you have a canteen that converts water into monster energy. And that is a world that I want to live in. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the world that, this is the future gamers want. <laughs> if I, oh my God. If I could have a, a, a thing that made water into monster energy like that, I would be, I would die a
1: happy man. <laughs> I, I'd prefer something drinkable personally, but
0: uh... you don't like, you know what, Chris, screw you. Okay. Monster <laughs> energy is delicious. <laughs> This week's episode is sponsored by Monster Energy. Sponsored by Monster Energy, yeah. Monster, call me up. Get out. I've, I've, I've long, I've long been on record. I, I love Monster Energy. I, 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 I kind of wish they didn't make a energy version, like that. They made a version of Monster Energy that like wasn't an energy drink, like just like a regular soda. Because I genuinely think Monster
1: Energy is delicious. Maybe if you find the right flavor, but uh, I mean, I try to stay away from those things, anyways. But anything uh, I've tried, to, like, is not great, but
0: just plain green monster energy it, it kind of tastes like candy and i love it hey okay. but I, but i'll tell you it worked i mean like literally like like two days after i was playing death stranding i like just went to the grocery i went to the store and i was like you know what i could go for right now monster energy and i went and bought one works by see. it worked <laughs> it got me but yeah when you when you take a dump because it has to do that like that like silly sensor, like Austin Powers style it just puts up a big like banner for Norman Reedus' ride on AMC
1: that's uh that's even, and I don't, that's even less subtle than than the bike being in there for no reason i don't i don't know if that's um that I don't know if that's
0: uh well it's not it's not his actual bike it's a future bike. It well, is. of course, um, there,
1: there'd be some kind of motorcycle for him, and they're just yeah, oh, he had to ride a motorcycle. Dead, right? um, he has to walk around, he has to ride around in the loudest freaking vehicle possible.
0: Well, you know, bikes are even motorbikes are a good alternative to cars, right? You can navigate through like abandoned stuff more easily. That's um, but that's 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 a whole separate zombie survival podcast yeah. that we should start. Um. Just make sure people don't. But hold yeah, no. hands of beans. That's all. I uh, I don't know how much that was like like intentional like promotional like you know like um like monetary tie in or if that was just like Kojima is just best friends with Norman Reedus now and he wanted to like promote his show or is it is
1: it like <laughs> like or is it a joke or is it like him needing money for his own studio like <laughs> I honestly don't know different. I don't know at this point like like
0: the Monster Energy thing feels a little bit more like kind of like gross like promotional like tie in. But like, you know, promoting a, a, the show of, a, of the guy who you like apparently like love and just hang out with and post pictures on Twitter with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I was I was surprised that Guillermo del Toro has such a huge role in it, too, because I thought he was just like a guy who just showed up at one point. But like he's like, like one of the main characters and okay. he just like t- he has so much dialogue. That is
1: surprising, actually. I, I, I had the same thought when they asked who's going to be in it.
0: Yeah, well that was the whole um PT thing, right? I think that was the same thing. He was working with, with Guillermo
1: during PT and they just fell in love and became best friends. What a weird freaking trio, huh? Kojima, Baltoro, and Ritas. That's a Oh man. That's a
0: And I, and it and, and the one of the the fun facts about PT, um uh one of the other people who was signed on to it, uh I don't know if you if you know
1: uh who uh Junji Ito is i'm aware of them but i've never actually seen his work oh dude you got to look up some junji ito man <laughs> oh
0: he would have made that he would have helped because he, and i remember there was like there was an interview where he was saying that he's not a big gamer but like he knows how to do horror man and he would have just made that game like
1: bull crap scary <laughs> i don't think someone like that needs to be a gamer to make something effective in a game no but
0: well, I, I mean, I, I think there might be an argument to be made about like understanding like how, like video games and uh, and like the you know the 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 player you know relationship to the game itself and and how that does create uh, effective horror. But like, I mean, just conceptually, like like um, okay, I, I always I always forget the name of it. Uh, um, it's one of the one of the it's one of the shorter. Uh, Works that he did uh, it's called um you could you, you you could probably read it to it in like in like an hour in less than an hour mm. it's called the the enigma of amigara fault okay and the basic idea of it is that like there's like there's like a there's like an earthquake um uh somewhere in japan uh or i guess at, at amigara fault and it like splits this mountain open to reveal this like wall of these like human shaped holes, right? Mm-hmm. And all these people are going there and they're being like, like so like existentially like racked because they, they are, they're, they're seeing these shapes that are like, that they, that they know is them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just sort of becomes this, it's this, 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 this story of like this guy who goes there and like, um, he, he he meets a girl she wants to like she finds her hole she wants to go in it he's trying to stop her from going but then he ends up seeing his hole and like part of it is him like wrestling with this idea of like like going into it um so it's just, it becomes this really like existential like terrifying scenario where like i was reading it and i was literally like stressing out i was like what would happen if i saw mine like would i like be so compelled to go into it like I and it's know, oh yeah, like it's that, it's uh that's the Japanese Lovecraft sounds like. Who, uh, oh yeah, he did another one. Uh, it's called Uzumaki, where it's like it's all like spirals, oh, and people I, keep seeing these. Oh dude, it's
1: so f- effing creepy, man. I've like, seen some pick some pics from that online, like on Twitter or something. And yeah, that was uh that's a trip right there. <laughs> oh yeah, dude.
0: D- uh, Dark Dark Star Ramina is another weird good one too. Um, keep him
1: away from Kojima because I think they they might tear the fabric of reality. Oh dude, if they made a game if if
0: it with, with, with Kojima's game design and, and Ito's like uh, uh like just like horror design, like dog oh, buddy, dude. That, I was I already like I I couldn't sleep for like a week after PT. And if I had played the full game, I don't know what that would have done to me.
1: It's, it was too powerful to come out.
0: Um <laughs> but uh but anyway, I think, uh, I think we've, uh, I think we've rambled on long enough. Um, Scales
1: a little bit there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we did. We, t- we, you know, we talked some, some funny, weird Kojima games and we talked a little politics. And I think, uh, I think, uh, everyone's going to go home together tonight and, and, and be a little bit better for it. We've done good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you want to, well, first of all, thank you for listening. Um, thank you. sitting through this, the, the nonsense of us, uh, uh, rambling and ranting um, if you want to read any of the stories that we talked about uh today on the show you can check them out at cgmagonline.com naturally uh if you want to follow us on the social medias it's cgmagonline for twitter and instagram and stuff like that uh facebook i think too um if you want to check more of me out you can find me on twitter at ninja jordan underscore you can also find me on YouTube at Ninja Reviews. We just hit 100 subscribers. Okay. Uh, we're still really obscure. So you got to, if you want, if the easier way to find us is just just type Ninja Jordan Plays into the search bar. Ninja Reviews won't come up because I don't have enough videos with the Ninja Reviews like title on it. So it doesn't come up in searches, but Ninja Jordan Plays definitely comes up. Um and yeah, Chris,
1: where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at hugathy. That's h o o g a t h y, or on Twitch at Guild Two Taps. Uh, next week, we're doing a. I'm doing. I'm doing a talk through about my experience with my friend Amy, who put me up to playing Mass Effect, and then I'm diving into Mass Effect Andromeda. to See how that one turned out. So <laughs> you're in for a surprise. I'm, I'm excited. I am actually very genuinely excited to try it but I don't know if they patched
0: it. So now it's good, but it wasn't good when it came out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening.